Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. We talked about this uh, cat bison game off the top i want to talk a little bit just briefly and we'll get back to the cat bison game but about the weber state james madison game Mm. we talked with sam herder yesterday and he really kind of swayed me on this but everybody's looking at this montana state north dakota state game and saying you know montana state they have a a better look than maybe a lot of people are thinking uh on on this or maybe at least a, a better look than people have had in the past nobody is for the most part, picking them to win straight up. But I think they expect this to be at least something of a competitive game. I certainly do. The thing that people aren't really talking about, and you, should, you probably shouldn't look past North Dakota State, but if Montana State was to win this game, I think it's overwhelmingly likely that they'll be playing James Madison. And James Madison is better than North Dakota State. It, it, well, I think there's a, a real possibility that they are. And if it turned out to be the Dukes and the Bison in the national championship, I will pick James Madison to win the football game, barring any injury stuff coming out of the, these games tomorrow. But just James Madison team is unbelievable. And Weber State, hats off to them. They, they, uh, they, you know, they, they got the punt block they needed to have. They had a great scheme defensively against the uh, Grizzlies in the quarter final and they went to the semifinals for the first time in their program history and it's another step and another stamp for Jay Hill and his Weber State program. This is a really good football team. James Madison is next level good, man. They're next level good and and in the history of the FCS, you always stamp North Dakota State, and you know you sit there and you go, they're on a tier by themselves, and then it's James Madison on a tier by themselves. But actually, this very season and these two teams, there is not that separation. These two teams are on the same tier together apart from everybody else, and I expect James Madison to win this thing. I know you expect the same thing. I'm just going to be so interested to see if Weber State has any gas left in the tank, because Weber State... I mean, it was by no means a resounding win over Kennesaw State in the second round. 
And last week, they had to pull out all the stops in the uh, quarterfinals against the Montana Grizzlies. They did literally nothing on offense. Right. They're so banged up on offense. Devin Cooley has not looked healthy since the Montana game. Josh Davis has not been healthy, and he took another shot he, he last got, week. He got ripped. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Rashid Shahid has not played since the first quarter of that Montana game. And Jake this is Con- not the Jake team Con- to play against less than 100%. I mean, Jake Constantine needs to prove that he can play in big games regardless of what his health status is. But, you know, we were state their defense. I thought Adam Rodriguez looked healthy for the first time in a long time, and that really does upgrade their defense. It gives them the speed rusher they need on the opposite side of Jonah Williams. But that Weber State secondary, it still remains pretty young as well. And James Madison, like you said, guess they got athletes all over the place. They got drop downs at all the skill positions. They have multiple all-league and all-American caliber guys at receiver, at running back, at quarterback, at defensive end. They have just a bunch of dudes. And so I, I don't know. I, we were saying it's going to have to completely have a resurgence and not be satisfied with where they've already advanced to. And I just think that's a tall task. I think when you've already had the greatest season in your program's history, it, uh, it it's hard to find extra juice, especially when you got to go across the country to Harrisonburg, Virginia. I mean, they were traveling around checking out the nation's capital today. And I, I think all that stuff is good, but sometimes it can be a distraction too. And so we'll see. We'll see where they're at, but I agree. I mean, I think that the spread, you know, two and a half scores is just about right. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I tend to agree with you on that, but I don't think that them, you know, the, the, the touring around the nation's capital and doing the whole thing, I don't think that's that big a deal uh, to me. I just think James Madison's better. Like, I mean, you you, you, oh, you, you know, you come out and you, you, you can kind of hit, you know, uh, 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 take your best shot if you're Weber State, and you know I think it's overblown a lot of times when you talk about playing with house money. I don't think Weber. I think Weber State uh, wanted and sort of needed to be in this football game. They're obviously an overwhelming underdog, and I don't think they should have a ton of pressure on them. But there's still pressure playing in a national semifinal. You know what I mean? I think that's a big uh, a big deal, and I think they'll feel some of that. But nonetheless, that shouldn't stop them from playing loose and free. And I expect them to play. You know, for whoever is available, a good football game. I think they're going to have some good moments on defense and create a turnover or two in this football game. I just think that, that James Madison is just better stem to stern, man. They're, they're, there's there's a couple individual players, uh, you know, uh, on on Weber State, obviously on that defensive line, that are probably better just straight up than the guys that they're going against and maybe the guys who share their opposite number on defense as well. But by and large, I mean, you talk both sides of the ball, James Madison's just a better football team in total than is Weber State, and I expect them uh, to win this football game handily, actually, tomorrow. Did you think that Weber State was better than Montana before last week? No. That's the brilliance of Weber State. Yeah. You never think that they're better than the team. Right. Not you. Just totally. In period. Just in general. It, uh, you, you're it's right. because they're so unspectacular. But there's only yeah. one coach that I've seen this season that straight up wins games. Jay Hill wins the game yeah. for you. Yeah. I think that their lack of care about playing utterly ugly with zero flash, it's its almost North Dakota State-esque, honestly. They don't have the pizzazz. They don't – they never blow people out. They never score 50 points unless it's against Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona just 
doesn't come out of the locker room after halftime and gives up 300-plus yards rushing to one guy. But I think that almost always you feel like the Weaver State victory was underwhelming. But then you go up and count them up, and they've won 30-plus games totally. in the last three years. Well, here's, here's, where, here's the thing, though, on that. Is is I mean, you asked me if I thought Weaver State was better than Montana coming in. I still don't think Weaver State's better than Montana, just straight up. I think Montana's a better football team than what Weaver State is, but I think it's close. Like, Weaver State's a really good football team, and the fact that they won in a one-and-done situation, especially at home and in the snow and everything the way that they did it, it that doesn't shock me in the least, but that they did do it. But if you're talking about this week, I think Montana gives James Madison a much better look than what Weber State gives them. I think I think Montana has a po- has the capability of 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 getting on a roll and having some you know uh, uh, explosive plays offensively that I don't think Weber State has. And I think there's a little bit more give and take with Montana in terms of you know they they can give it up a little bit defensively from a from a points total uh, type of standpoint in the right type of game, and I think James Madison certainly could score it. But uh, I think Montana would have a better would have a better uh, look for James Madison than what Weber State will in this particular instance. Especially, again, I, I do think it matters about the guys who are not going to be there or who are not going to be 100% even though they are there for Weber State. I think that's a big, big deal. And James Madison, by and large, a very healthy team. Why do I know this? Because I host the FCS Speculators betting podcast. Go listen to it. You'll know all this stuff as well uh, with Coulter and I. But I think that's I think that's a big deal, man. I also think that the trip to Harrisonburg, Virginia is this underrated. Uh, not only in length, but I mean, Bridgeforth Stadium is one of the great venues great. in the FCS. It's great. I mean, yep. the two biggest stadiums in the FCS are Washington Grizzly Stadium and Bridgeforth Stadium. So the venue that Weber State's going to have to endure is also going to play a big factor. Yeah, no doubt. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Culture and I are live on location at the uh, Southgate Mall. It's December the 20th, people. You got to get some shopping done. Come on down. You can get dinner here. You can get all your gifts knocked out here. It's actually very pleasant, man. It's it's uh, there's a gra- there's a decent amount of people here. People think though, you know, holiday shopping and it's just gridlock and you're running. This is perfect, man. Come on down, see some people, say hi to us, and uh, and get what you need. Get out of there. I know there's a huge sale going on. Eddie Bowers running like a 50 percent off. Eddie 
Bauer Stuff sale right now, so you can go check that out. And we're giving a bunch of stuff away, so you can come on over, sign up for us. We're right here by the clock. You know where the clock is, right here in the middle of the uh, mall. Come on down and uh, and hang out with us for a little while as we uh, wrap things up. Well, not wrapping up yet, but as we are rolling through a Friday show before Christmas. Also, want to let people know, uh, just from a scheduling standpoint, next week, Coulter and I were going to be off the whole week. We were going to be off the whole week, take Christmas, and, uh, and uh, you know, have a, have a vacation in there. But with Montana State making it into the uh, national semifinal, we thought, you know what, forget that. we got to do the show on Monday. we got to be here, do a Montana football hour, talk about the Cat NDSU game and the Weber State-James Madison game for that matter. So we will be on the air Monday uh, with you from 4 to 6, and then Tuesday through Friday, we're out. Okay, Enjoy your Christmas, Christmas break, holiday, and all that. So just want to let you know we'll be, we'll be here for you on Monday and then out the rest of the week after that. So uh, there's, your, there's your public service announcement. Golter, a couple of final thoughts here for uh, the Montana State and, uh, and NDSU game. And we will get to uh, Kyle Emanuel here in just about, oh, uh, 10 minutes or so from right now, former North Dakota State linebacker. But... What is one thing that you think about this football game that maybe hasn't been talked about a lot that you think could be a factor and something that that you think is is worth looking at and looking for? Well, one thought that I don't think has been talked about enough is we've talked about how good NDSU is at home. We've also not talked about – we talked all about the dynasty and all the factors that have gone into the NDSU dynasty. But how about the fact of the matter that they have been a one or two seed in the FCS playoffs? every year during this run. So they don't have to leave Fargo. They actually have never left Fargo. They have not played a road playoff game since 2010. And so we're not going to get to find out how good they are uh, uh, away from Fargo until they go to Frisco, a.k.a. Fargo South. But I just think that's one thing worth stating. Like It's not to take away from the North Dakota State but Dynasty, when you're playing at they, home all the time, it's kind of a good deal for it. And they have the formula, man. And so, I mean, their style, everything that they do is set up to play in that dome. And when they get to play in that dome, they're unbeatable in that dome. I think that that is definitely uh, an underrated factor. I think that the other thing is I want to share a quote. Brooks, my brother Brooks Nuanez, he interviewed Derek Marks right after we had Derek Marks on the radio show. And he asked a couple uh, kind of follow-up questions about uh, NDSU's physicality and, yeah. you know, is it for real? But I thought Mark's, his analysis was pretty good. He was like, people think when you talk about physicality, you talk about hard hits, smacks. Right. And he said that's not where NDSU is so overwhelmingly physical. It's how fast they get off the ball. He said it's not that the linemen are hitting you so hard that you're falling over. They're just beating you to a spot and then just driving you off off the field. And I thought that was an interesting analysis. You know, you think of physicality like the Moses Mallory's of the world, just mauling you from the offensive guard position. But it's the athleticism of these linemen that I think sets NDSU apart. And, you know, I think that's the main factor. It's so easy to look at a freshman quarterback and a backfield that's by committee that does not have the elite talent like they used to have. And not a game-breaker like Darius Shipper on the outside. And it's not a four-year starter at quarterback like Easton Stick. And you don't have these multiple-time All-Americans on defense like Greg Menard and Nick DeLuca and Kyle Emanuel, who we'll hear from in a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, they still have three first-team All-American offensive linemen. Totally. And when your three best players play 
left tackle, left guard, and right guard, you got a chance against anybody. There's no no doubt about it. And when you talk about one thing I think that is is worth, I don't know, taking into consideration when you're talking about, uh, you know, maybe an X Factor or something like that in this this game. People talk about special teams, of course, all the time, right? Who's the, you know, what's the special team situation and all that. But I think for Montana State, when you talk about the kicking game and in particular place kicking, they got a kid who can bang it, man. And how many how many teams in the FCS have a dome to play games in. I mean, totally. almost none, right? I mean, it's it's Fargo, and it's I mean, there, there's a, there's a handful of them, right, in the big in the Idaho schools and the North Dakota schools. But by and large, there's not the following or the uh, uh, you know the infrastructure or the money to build an entire dome to go out there and try and play a football game. And I think if you can kick you know, a 50-yard field goal or feel like you have a shot at it, there's a lot of confidence that's built that you know you're in a you're in a controlled setting, a controlled environment. You're not going to deal with wind, rain, that kind of factor and stuff. And, uh, you know, in a 9-3 football game that it was last week for North Dakota State, that, if look, if Montana State is going to win this football game, they got to get everything right, and it's going to be probably a close game, and there's probably going to have to be a kick or two that is made and maybe some long ones. Certainly, the... It's so interesting the way that a kicker's mentality evolves. Tristan Bailey has been so good at times for Montana State, and he's also been so sporadic at times. And for whatever reason, the last month, he's got this new glitch. Yep. He can't make it from the right hash. If the ball's in the middle of the field or the left hash, he's money. But last week, he missed two field goals from the right hash. And it was actually one of Montana State's stat keepers that pointed it out. He said, oh, no, we're on the right hash. This is, this is going to be wide right. And then it was, and then it was, and it's like a, and it's an operation error. We talked in the in the top of the first hour. One of the things that Montana State needs to have go right, and I think that not just the trick plays and the risks that they're probably going to take, but you also can never leave points on the field. You can't have a sustained drive that then gets you to the 25-yard right. line and line up for a 42-yard field goal and miss it. You just can't. You can't. And. This will be the last game for the specialists for Montana State, both Jared Padmas and Tristan Bailey. So they're going to have to play their best but in the Fargo. Division. I guess my point on Tristan Bailey is just this, because you're right. He hasn't. He 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 made like not like ten of his last eleven and nine straight to finish the year last year, and was a, a all conference type of player. You go, wow, they got it. He was a sophomore. He got a locked up at kicking, and he hasn't been as consistent this year, no doubt. But he is a guy who can who can bang it, and. He's got to make every kick that he takes. He's got he he just has to. But also, there's a lot of teams who don't even have a kicker where you could even you'd be punting if you had a drive stop at the 39 yard line. That's it. You know, for Montana State, it's a real consideration and one that I think Jeff Choate, um, you know, will will have to think long and hard about because he's got a guy who can not he, not just on like on his best day can get it there. He can easily get it there from 50. Will it be through the uprights? That's an open question. But I think being in the dome is a positive in that respect, at least for him. Whether that matters at the end of the day or not, we'll find out. Stutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Coulter, uh, we'll we'll have Kyle Emanuel coming up uh, right after this. He's going to join us, former North Dakota State linebacker. Won the Buck Buchanan Award. Also uh, was a fifth-round draft pick in the National Football League. Perhaps you've heard of that. Uh, so we will uh, get to him right after this. It's the holidays, Coulter. We're at the Southgate Mall hanging out. People buying presents. Maybe you got family flying in over the weekend. You need a place to put them. Maybe you need a place to put yourself. Go to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. That's the place you need to go. You got a full breakfast in the morning. You got a pool with slides on it. 
spot for the kids to play on, a great spot that's in uh, great proximity both to the airport and to I-90. It's a quick trot to downtown if you're looking for something. It's an awesome spot, and they're going to take care of you and yours this holiday season. If you need a place to get away from the relatives, maybe you go stay at the Wingate by Wingate. You know? Or you can stash the relatives out there as well. If you're in town, in the Missoula area, you need a place for a business meeting. I know everybody's going to be making their 2020 plans when we come back from the break. they got great business space, whether you need space for two or 200. Any and every time you stay there, you're going to get a delicious breakfast, which is one of the best parts about it. And don't be deterred by the fact that it's on Airport Airway Boulevard. Easy access to the freeway, easy access to anywhere in Missoula. So let the wind get by window make you feel at home even when you're not. Kyle Emanuel, right after this. Well, we go now to the Raggett's Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in former North Dakota State linebacker, Buck Buchanan Award winner, and a former NFL linebacker, Kyle Emanuel. Kyle, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Outstanding. Surviving the weather? pretty cold here you know we're making it happen uh we uh you know we, we don't have the dome over here so it's okay but it's in fargo so it's just as well you know what i mean you right. make it happen from the bus to the barn you know absolutely it's obviously a big matchup tomorrow with ndsu and montana state again north dakota state perennially in this spot which uh you know they're very comfortable with at home and all that but when you were playing and craig bull recruited you it was right on the front end of what became this you know never seen before domination uh, of a program what was it that drew you to north dakota state in the first place I kind of like telling people this story just because, you know, everyone sees North Dakota State and what we've done now and assumes, oh, it was, that was an easy decision to choose NDSU. You know, I grew up in Nebraska, obviously wanted to play at Nebraska. North Dakota State was 3-8 and eight the year I was a senior in high school. Um, I came up to a game, it was actually the last game of the year, um, so they're 3-7. and seven. The Dome was eh, half full, maybe, maybe a little over. Um, hunting was gone. You know, it, it, there wasn't a lot happening, um, and the team was losing, but... To me, I kind of I was able to see through all that and saw you know at its core a, a program with a rich history, a program where or a, a community where where football really mattered, and uh, that's kind of what I wanted. You know, I like I said, growing up in Nebraska, where football is everything, I wanted something at least somewhat on that scale, and uh, you can kind of just tell. I, I don't know, there's just kind of this feeling that three and eight was not going to be um, the standard around here, and, and things are going to get turned around. So. Yeah, I came here, and uh, you know the rest is history, as they say. You said you could kind of see through it, the, the kind of losing season, and and not a full ball, uh, you know, stadium and all that. What was it though that specifically that you saw? Like, what was the thing or things where you're like, okay, yeah, I I get it now. You know, it's one of those things that was harder to to put into words. It's almost something you have to feel, and that's kind of the way I describe culture. Sometimes is. It's, sometimes it's hard to describe a place as culture. You can put all the words you want to it, um, but until you kind of walk into the building um, and get a sense for for what it's like, it, it's really hard to describe. It, it's just it's almost a feeling. But there's just a history, a tradition. You look back, you know, at that time they had eight Division two national championships, maybe six Division two and two other uh, national championships. Um, you could just get, still get a sense driving around the town and. Like I said, football mattered here, so um, that was important to me. And you know, I I, I didn't think three and eight was going to turn into this many national championships, but I just you know, winning winning uh, football games was important to me. But I, I I wanted to go somewhere where it mattered, and I could just tell that that's what this place uh, was going to bring. 
It's so interesting to the retrospect of this whole thing, like you said, because I remember when in Craig Bowles' first season back in 2003, when North Dakota State was still Division Two, they came to Missoula, Montana, and they beat Montana, and it was yep. this, it was a huge upset. But it, but it also, I remember watching that game and thinking. These guys don't look that much like a D two team. They look like they could compete in the Big Sky. But then when the transition went up to Division One, playing in the Great West, I mean North Dakota State was good, but not not necessarily where what you guys became. And you mentioned that three and eight year, but then the next year when you were redshirting, punch through, get into the playoffs, and then go on a little bit of a playoff run. And then since then, it's basically just been no losing at North Dakota State. But it's, it's interesting though that was Craig Bull's eighth and ninth seasons. So what changed? I mean, what did Coach Bull, how was he able to sort of hit the gas pedal and accelerate you guys after being there for a substantial period of time already? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's hard for me to know what, what it was like before I got here, but I know, you know, as soon as I got here, um, this this culture, you know, you hear the word culture thrown out a lot. I think everyone talks about it, uh, but a, a culture, a standard was really developed. I know, you know, before I got here, I think there was even some discipline things going on you know, guys getting in trouble um, a little bit. I think he really kind of, he just took the reins of this program and said, all right, you know, this is what I know to be successful. He obviously has Nebraska ties and, and things that Tom Osborne did, I think he implemented into this program. So, it, again, it's hard to say exactly what changed from, from you know, his first uh, seven or eight years to, to now, but I have to give a lot of credit to, to Coach Kramer. And he's a guy that if you, you know, if you're around Fargo, you know his name. He's a, our strength coach. NDSU doesn't always get, well, maybe now they do, but it's not always necessarily the best players that we bring in. It's the fact that uh, I feel like North Dakota State knows what to do with them when they get them, and he's a big part of, it, of that. I think developing players has been one of the many keys uh, to this run and uh, continues to be one of the keys. Former North Dakota State linebacker Buck Buchanan Award winner and uh, former NFL linebacker Kyle Emanuel joining us. I've been covering the FCS for close to 15 years now, and this rise of North Coast State, all the factors have been so interesting to me. I, I, I We've always talked about the culture, and like you said, they won at such a high level at the Division II level, and you know the, the way that Fargo and the Fargo-Moorhead area has grown, the way North Coast State's been able to maximize recruiting in Minneapolis. But we talked to the play-by-play guy the other day, and he was talking about Jim Cramer as well. And I, that was kind of the light that went off in my head, the same strength coach, because that that's where you can yep. develop so much of the culture. What were the workouts like at North Dakota State, and how much did that just drive you guys forward in terms of just internal competition? They were brutal. They, I guess that's, that's the, the best word I can use. They were brutal. They were hard. Um, uh, you, know, I, you know, again, I've only been at NDSU, and obviously with the Chargers in the NFL and high school, but, you know, when I compare, it, NDSU was nothing like I've ever been a part of, and the fact that he... Jim Cramer held everyone accountable in every single way, um, whether it was being a minute late, whether it was you know missing a rep, uh, not running through a line. He held everyone accountable. And at the time, you're thinking, all right, I just have this really mean, angry strength coach. You didn't really understand the reasoning behind it, but you know, the older you get, that you realize that that was that became a part of our culture, doing the little things right. And just, I, you know, I always tell people if you you're gonna you know pull up short in, in a conditioning drill. Um, in the summer, you might you might let a guy down in the field and coming up short during a play or something like that. So it all it all ties together. So those those workouts are really, I think, where you form you form that culture, you form that, that accountability from peer to peer, and it carries over onto the football field. 
What was it like? It, you know, I think a lot of people after you guys go on that unbelievable run, and people think, okay, you know, the, the, the three in a row, incredible, and Craig Bull now leaves for Wyoming, and people went, wow, that was a heck of a deal, and now kind of reset with Chris Kleiman, and you have an opportunity for the maybe the rest of the country to close the gap a little bit, but. Coach Kleiman comes in, and everybody just keeps on rolling. And so, you know, okay, we got the strength coach kind of, you know, identified. But what else is going on where you could go now into a third consecutive coach and quarterback and the whole thing from, uh, you know, Carson Wentz to stick and and now to to uh, to Lance. So, where where how does that go? You know, I guess for me personally, you know, coming uh, from those three national championships and everyone kind of doubting, um, you know, we lost a bunch of seniors. We lost our coaches. Everyone kind of thought the dynasty was over. So I think for me and in my senior class, especially, we were going to go out on top. So that was that was a, a, definitely a motivating factor um, for us. And, you know, obviously I was able to have my best best year of my career, my senior year. But, um, you know, Coach Kleiman came in and, you know, he was a D coordinator. And he knew it was important. I feel like, and you, when you look on the field, we've already talked about off the field, but you look on the field and, and what NDSU does, and it's kind of simple and it's boring, but you, you run the football, you kind of you try to control the clock and time and possession, and you play really good defense. And I think in, in kind of an era of football when, when teams are going away from that a little bit, when you see the more up-tempo, you see the spread offenses, when you can kind of maintain that sort of standard along with everything else we have going on, that's going to that's gonna set you up in, in every way to at least be in a game. Right, you have a chain. You're not going to see North Coast State usually get blown out because of that formula. So you, you stay around, you hang around, um, regardless, and uh, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. I think you know that's. I guess that's the way I would identify why we've been successful on the field. Well, that brings us then to this matchup on Saturday, it's Montana State, and you got a Montana State team that's rushing for about 280 yards a game. They're giving up about 60 yards a game on the ground over their last eight. And North Dakota State, they're rushing for about 300 yards a game, and they're always giving up about 60 yards a game on the ground, although it has been a little more this year, but similar styles. So put on your analyst hat for us. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday? What do you think of this matchup between the Bobcats and the Bison? I think it's a very interesting one, especially if you don't, if you look at, obviously, NDC's undefeated, but if you look at the last three games or even the last five games, you know, Montana State, by the numbers, is playing better than, than, than NDSU. Now, I think if you, you know, I've said it all, all year long, if you do look at NDSU, you know, they don't have a ton of weaknesses. We all know that. But if there is one, it's giving up yards on the ground. And then there has been times where, you know, this offense is so good. It's so dynamic with Trey Lance, at quarterback. But there has been some games like we saw, uh, you know, last week with Illinois State. Uh, they struggle a little bit. But the thing is, this defense, other than, you know, I think maybe two or three games, and those were usually in garbage time. But I don't think they've given up over 20 points. And so... You look at NDSU's formula, like I just talked about. Uh, if if the offense can somehow get to twenty, I feel like uh, they have a good chance. Now, I feel, I do believe Montana State will move the ball a little bit. Obviously, you guys know all about you know the Wildcat and the different formations they're going to throw out. Uh, different guys running the ball, kind of similar to NDSU because you're going to see a lot of guys in the backfield for for North Dakota State. So, I expect honestly, kind of similar to Illinois State, just a little bit more scoring. Um, I think it's going to be a slugfest. It'll be a battle. Of Two good defenses. I I do think Trey Lance gets going a little bit more through the air. We've kind of seen uh, him struggle, or I guess just the passing offense in general struggle a little bit more than we saw in the regular season. So I think it's going to be a fun one. I really do, and it's gonna you know it's going to come down to you know me as old defense guy. I think it's going to come down to the defenses and who can uh, who can contain the other the other offense. 
Well, Kyle, we really appreciate it. Appreciate the window into the program and looking forward to the game tomorrow. And uh, thanks for, for breaking that down for us as well and being with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the game. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. When it comes to uh, this weekend in the NFL, we talked about tomorrow's some of tomorrow's games y- yesterday, and what we do want to talk about though is the Seattle Arizona game in particular because we will have the Seahawks game for you on ESPN Radio. The uh, noon uh, pregame show will start, and then they kick off at two o'clock from Century Link against Arizona. Coulter, the Seattle Seahawks, a nine and a half point favorite in that football game. But here's what I want to know because it's interesting. This sort of parallel here, just briefly, is the fact that uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks play on Sunday. The the Niners, who they're obviously in a, a dead even battle with, both at eleven and three, play tomorrow against the Rams. So Seattle is going to know what San Francisco did. They're going to know the result as far as that goes. But obviously, they're going to have one less day that San Francisco is going to get uh, because they're going to play each other in Week 17. First of all, Seattle Arizona. Seattle a nine and a half point favorite. Who do you like in that game? Well, I think the Cardinals have a chance to cover. They're, the Cardinals are have improved throughout this year. I think that's the best thing I can say about the job uh, that Cliff Kingsbury has done is this team has gotten better throughout the course of the year, it seems to me. And I think they're they're better than what people think, certainly better than they were at the start of the year. Obviously, you start to get your you know rookie quarterback some reps under center, and that helps as well, right? Well, I mean, you just never know when the Cardinals are going to go off. I mean, they've scored in the 30s. Six times? Seven times this yeah, year? Yeah. So, I mean, anytime you score in the 30s, it's, you're probably not going to get beat by 10 if you score 30. <laughs> you know totally. what I mean? And so, you know, even if they do lose the game and it's a back and forth, and the Cardinals aren't very good on defense, but you just never know when their offense can explode. Right, totally. Uh, I think it's an interesting, and the reason I brought that up, the, the uh, uh, Montana State Bobcats played Friday night. North Dakota State played noon on Saturday. So Montana State had, it's not a full day, but like 16 extra hours. Rest on one hand, but especially in a super hectic week where you're trying to get recruits and get all that stuff done, I think that extra time is is somewhat big. In the NFL, it's obviously a little different. You don't have that side of things to worry about, but you do get an extra day of rest if you're San Francisco, which is good, but you also, I don't know, 
I don't know if it matters psychologically. If, if San Francisco was to lose, I think it would matter for Seattle going into that game against Arizona. But they know San Francisco is only one of the people that they, you know, one of the teams they got to go against. They also have to go against right now Green Bay and New Orleans, who are also all eleven and three. So it's a a real horse race in the NFC right now. Let's Coulter go over though, can we, for just a moment and get into some doggone bull football. The bull season started off and Colster, Charlotte, we, we had uh, Coach Healy on. He, uh, he didn't fare so well today in the Birmingham Bowl that opened things up. They lost to Buffalo. I don't know what the final was. It was 24-9 at some point or 24-7. Anyway, Buffalo gets the win. But right now in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, Coulter, 7-7, Utah State, Kent State, a barn burner. There's already two touchdowns. We're only four minutes into this football game. The, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl is heated right now. So let's go get that thing going on ESPN. By the way, 31-9 was the final in that Bahamas Bowl between Buffalo and Charlotte. Who won? Buffalo? Buffalo did win that football game. The other games, though, Coulter, (laughs) and you are going to pick these with me, my friend. We got a triple header for you tomorrow on ESPN Radio starting at noon uh, Mountain Standard Time. It is the New Mexico Bowl from Albuquerque, New Mexico, the home of the Lobos, Central Michigan, and former home of one Bobby Houck, the South Dakota, uh, San Diego State Aztecs. San Diego State is a three-and-a-half point favorite. I don't want you to pick these against the spread, Coulter. Just give me winners. The Central Michigan Chippewas, coached by... Jim McElwain. Jimmy McElwain and San Diego State, three-and-a-half uh, three point favorite for uh, San Diego State in the New Mexico Bowl. Who do you like? I mean, give me. tell me one player in this game. Can't. Exactly. Flip a coin. I go Central Jim McElwain. Give me Jim McElwain, man. Central still, Michigan. Matt, coach of the year, think he's still living in a barn? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They built it out for him. If you haven't heard this story, boys and girls, <laughs> go check it out. We're not going to relay it to you, but Jim McElwain uh, chose by his own to live in a barn over there in uh, at Central Michigan. You know, having gone to Western Michigan, I should know the town that Central Michigan is in. I do not know. I only know that they're the Chippewas. Uh, after the New Mexico Bowl at uh, going on to uh, at 3.30 Mountain Standard Time, the Camellia Bowl from Montgo- Montgomery, Alabama, Florida International and Arkansas State, Coulter, Arkansas State, a one-point favorite in the Camellia Bowl. Who do you like? Give me a winner here. What's the only bowl game the University of Montana has ever won? Is it the Camellia Bowl? The Camellia Bowl. Wow. Back-to-back years, 1968 and 1969. <laughs> Mike Tillman, a great uh, Grizz Hall of Famer who then yes. went on to play for the Minnesota Vikings, still one of the biggest men I've ever seen. This guy mm. was playing college football in the 60s, and he's still 6'8", 300-plus pounds. He's, he is larger than life for sure. So I'll leave you with that piece of trivia. I'll let you pick it. I'm going to say Arkansas State because I've been to Arkansas State Stadium. So there you go. Uh, You know what? Arkansas State, Arkansas is getting closer. This this does split the difference. FIU, I I don't know. I'm just not not quite there with FIU. Uh, Yeah, give me Arkansas State. Arkansas State actually has a pretty interesting story. Their coach, uh, his wife, passed away uh, over the course of the season. They had a big... uh, It's Blake Anderson, right? Uh, maybe it Blake, is. It's yeah, Blake Anderson. Yeah, yeah. He used to be the offensive coordinator of North Carolina. But a real inspirational story, and certainly that's something that they have been rallying around. So, you know, on the sentimental note and uh, on the on the thoughts uh, going out to the team, I'll take uh, Arkansas State to win that football Who's game. Who's the Florida International coach? They have a big-time coach, I feel like. Butch Davis, maybe? 
Butch, did Butch go from Tennessee to FIU? Hard to know. Here you go. Here's the nightcap. Here's the headliner from New Orleans, Louisiana. Butch Davis. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Appalachian State against the formerly don't have a football team, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Look at that. They reintroduced football at UAB and they're right back into the bowl season. App State, the 20th ranked team in the nation. Here is my concern here. By the way, App State. 16-and-a-half-point favorite, okay? Wow. They're a big favorite over UAB. This is your night game, 8 o'clock on, uh, excuse me, 7 o'clock on ESPN Radio for you. App State's a huge favorite in this football game. They're number 20 in the nation. My only issue with App State is they really thought that they maybe had a look, and it was still a little bit of an outside look, but maybe being the uh, group of five New Year's Six Bowl entrant, you know, where they end up being in, being the team that gets selected as they're a, a top 20 team in the nation to go play in the Cotton Bowl or whatever it is. It turns out that it was uh, uh, Memphis who was going to be playing Penn State in the Cotton Bowl, and Memphis is deserving of that. But I wonder if there's a little bit of uh, disappointment that you're playing on the 21st of December instead of the 1st of January as the uh, uh, you know representative in a top 20 team. Nonetheless, App State's a good football team. I like App State to win this football game over UAB. <laughs> we t- it was uh, the opening of the early signing period on Wednesday, and we talked about quote-unquote surprises and Brody Greeby is a kid I want to talk a little bit more about next week. A kid from Melstone, Montana, who went to a, a charter school and then came back and signed with Montana State on Wednesday. But the biggest signing day surprise in my 10 years being back in Montana covering signing days was when Garrett Marino signed with the Cats. Garrett Marino had formerly played at Arizona State. He was a four-star defensive end from Mission Viejo. And when Garrett Marino was abruptly dismissed from the Montana State football team, he went to UAB. And he was one of the first guys that was part of the class. He was a signee for Montana State 2013. Okay. So he was a guy, one of the few guys that hit the sweet spot of that rule where if you sign with UAB, your clock stopped. Mm. So he's a Calvin Bup ninth-year senior. <laughs> I mean, the kid was – I was just looking at his bio. He was born in 1993, and he's, he's still playing college football. They have a lot of guys like that. So I think yeah. that when you're talking about playing your last football game for a bunch of dudes around their mid-20s, I don't know. If I was a betting man, I'd bet UAB to cover that spread just because I think they're going to have a lot to play for as a whole bunch of more than veteran players. The last game, and I think this is hugely intriguing, it's the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. Why do I think it's a great bowl game? Boise State, Washington. Chris Peterson's last game as the head coach of Washington against, obviously, the team that he made famous or helped make famous, actually, in Boise State. How do you like that? Boise State, the number 19 team in the nation. The Huskies unranked playing tomorrow. This game on ABC television at 530, by the way. I think... I think Washington is going to lose this football game to Boise State. I think they're going to be uninterested in playing in front of the smallest crowd they will have seen in probably a decade in Las Vegas, New Mexico at the campus of UNLV. I think Boise State's going to get it done. Las Vegas, Nevada? Yes. You said Las Vegas, New Mexico. Oh, did I? Sorry, Nevada. Vegas move. That's a tenuous situation. Yeah, yeah. Vegas. Is Pearson actually coaching in this game? Yes. What happens when Chris Peterson reemerges at Boise State in a couple years? I don't know. We'll see. Conspiracy theories. Boys and girls, we had a lot of fun. Come on now. We'll be here for a while at the Southgate Mall. Come hang out with us. Have a wonderful Friday and a wonderful football weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Two-Tell Nuanas ESPN Radio. Christmas
Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.